Ladies and gentlemen, here's Shirley Lin with In the Spotlight. Hello there, you just tuned into In the Spotlight. I'm Shirley Lin, and with me in the studio, I have Jenna Tata, who is a logistician at Compass Ocean Logistics, and she is also the proud founder of Women in Logistics Club. Um, now, Jenna uh, was, well, <laughs> she said she was conceived here in Taiwan, <laughs> but then she actually gave was given birth, you know, uh, in back home in Syria. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's from Syria, by the way. And the uh, thing is that then she came back to Taiwan and when she was only 30 days old. Anyway, let's all meet Jenna. Hi, Jenna. Hi, Shirley. Thanks for having me here. No problem. Yeah, it's just really neat. I understand that um, the Syrian community is not very big here in Taiwan. Mm, almost non-existent. Oh, non-existent, yeah. yeah. And, but, um, but your parents came or moved to Taiwan uh, because of your dad's business. Yes, and... my father actually came to Taiwan in the 80s. He wasn't even married then. Oh, okay. Huh. Yes, and um, back then uh, everyone was coming to Taiwan because Taiwan was like China. Everything is made in Taiwan outside of you know yeah. the international community. So if you wanted to do business and trading, you had to come to Taiwan. Mm. And oh. that's how he got here in the first place. So oh, okay. I guess that he loved it and there was a lot of potential. And so he started his business and settled down here. I see. And has been here ever since. Ever since. Yes. Right. And and um, so he started a trading company. Yes. In what kind of products? Well, all commodities. Because, oh, you know, okay. back then, as I was saying, in the 80s, everything you find anywhere was made in Taiwan. Made in Taiwan. Just like how we see now everything is made in made China. Made in China. Yes, I know. Exactly I the know. same. Yeah. So, wow, that is so cool. Um, so anyway, you studied here you know, all through college. In fact, you went yes. to Mintran University, which is just walking distance from yes. RTI, yep. and uh, majoring in mass communications. And journalism. And, ju and journalism, yes. oh, okay. So it seems like you were destined to become a journalist. Yes, then, supposedly. Supposedly. <laughs> I guess the timing was wrong. Uh -huh. When I graduated, there were not many opportunities for foreigners in Taiwan to work in the media industry. Right, I see, I see. Yeah, because that was back in... Uh, you graduated in 2010. 2010, yeah. Was yeah. that not long ago? Not it feels long. so long ago. <laughs> no, it's not long ago. You know, it's interesting because you were saying mm. that you you actually came to RTI before. Because yes, a school trip. <laughs> a school trip, yeah. Got a tour of the building and everything. Yes. Okay. So, but um, anyway, after you graduated, mm. just because of lack of, um, you know, um, job opportunities, for foreigners, so mostly, that's why mostly this has this was a big topic back then. A lot of my classmates had to move back home or find other opportunities because just the, the, the uh, job uh, opportunities? opportunities in Taiwan was just not so open. You know, here we have to worry about getting the ARCs and getting companies to hire us and go through all that process. Right, I ARC was, stands yes. for Alien Residence Resident. Certificate. Okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. So, f and in order for a company to hire you, they also have to have enough capital in order to apply it for you so a lot of the local companies didn't want it's very mafan you know mm, for it's them a, a yes, troublesome troublesome right. yeah mm -hmm. so they didn't want to go through that mm. and that's why we didn't have as much opportunities oh, okay now you were in a class with mostly foreign students yes because i was in the international college okay okay and everything was taught in english yes everything in english okay wait a minute international college wasn't that over somewhere else instead of? It was in Taoyuan campus. Yeah. Yeah. So I was I commuting. Yeah. 
Uh, oh, you were commuting. Yeah, but in my fourth year, I took classes in Taipei campus. So that's oh, why I, I was see. in Taipei. Oh, I get it. Yes. Got it. Oh. I actually graduated. I finished my credit limits in three years, but I couldn't graduate earlier because the university policies didn't allow you to. No kidding. Yes. I didn't know that. We're so strict <laughs> yeah. about that. They were pretty strict back then. So I had to stay for an additional year just to, you know, fulfill the requirement. And right. since I finished all my credits, I didn't want to, you know, busy myself with studying. <laughs> yeah. So I switched to Taipei campus and took uh, golf, tennis and <laughs> Spanish to fill up my credit to limit. This is funny. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. No, you must be a smart kid to have finished in three years. I mean, mm, you know. Well, I don't know. It's a bit, you know, <laughs> I don't want to be biased, but because I went to the European school, and right. so I studied in the British uh, curriculum. Okay. So coming to Ming Chuan University, the curriculum was much, you know, I don't want to say easier, <laughs> but it wasn't as challenging. Okay. So it was easy for me to get through school. Oh. Yes. Wow. And they actually let you be an exception. Exception, yeah. Yeah. To, to have finished, but then not being able to let you graduate. That, yeah, that's yeah. ironic. Yes, yes. Yeah. But anyway, very interesting. Well, at least you got to take some golf and yeah. what was the other thing? Tennis. Tennis. <laughs> and uh, Spanish. And Spanish. Yeah. Oh, okay. So are you sportive? Uh, yeah, I guess I could say that. Yeah. So yeah. have you kept, kept up the golf and the golf? The tennis? No. <laughs> the tennis I used to play when I was younger, but not anymore. You know, with uh, my current job, there's almost not enough time for you to do anything. No social activities at all. Uh, so I have to squeeze in my gym time at my lunch break. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Huh. All right. So um, actually, after you graduate, you said you were home in Syria for yes. a year. Yeah. Because you, you know, you never really understood your home country. So you spent a year there. Yes. And that's when you, oh, you worked for a magazine or something? Yes, a magazine, Syria? a social magazine. Okay. More like a tabloid because most of the content in there was pictures of, you know, the social eats. <laughs> Just pictures. <laughs> yes, pictures and, you know, with uh, very minimal text, like who is who, who went, where, they did what. So and advertisements. So you were like a photographer slash journalist? No, I was not the photographer. I was uh, the content manager. Oh, okay. So I had to see, what, say what goes in the magazine and what doesn't. Right. Okay. Yeah. Besides that, you know, just um, find more advertisers. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Mm. So actually for that one year, you kind of put to good use your mm. major, yes. uh, mass communication major true, and true. journalism. But then after you came back and started working for your dad's company. Yes. Yeah, in trades. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, that kind of helped you along into logistics. Uh, right yeah, now. a part of it had to do with logistics because, of course, once he gets the order, he has to arrange the shipping either by sea or by air. So I already had some sort of background into the um what, what is it, it's all about. Mm -hmm. And uh, ever since I was little, actually, uh, I always was, you know, daddy's little girl. Mm. I was always going with him to work, to the factories, even when he travels. He always took us traveling when he was on business trips. Mm -hmm. So we already have this like sense of, you know, business style uh, background. Yeah. And we understand, you know, what goes into production line and all of these things. So I had a, my background allowed me to get this job because mm -hmm. I understood, I had the basics basically. You're listening to In the Spotlight with Shirley Lin. I'm speaking with Jenna Tata, who is logistician at 
Compass Ocean Logistics in Taiwan. I know what logistics is, right? But I never really understood what goes into, you know, maybe your everyday work. Okay, well, it's like, very vast. It's a huge topic. I mean, I could stay here all day and talk about it. It oh, covers a lot I of. I wish yeah. we had that time. <laughs> yeah, I, I really want to learn. Right, but to um, narrow it down, logistics basically covers everything that goes from uh, picking up the cargo from the supplier mm-hmm. it, to delivering it to the other end. Mm-hmm. So from trucking to customs clearance to warehousing, um, arranging the transportation by sea or by air, and then the same thing on the other side. So there's a lot of details that goes into it, oh, you know. Okay. And some suppliers, like uh, major companies, uh, require warehousing services. Uh-huh. So that's just that's a whole other. That's your job. That's part as of my lo- job. Yes, yeah, as a logistician. Yeah, but that's a whole other. Um, how shall we call it? Like segment, mm-hmm. which uh, requires a whole different department to take care of, and not everybody, you know, needs this kind of service. So usually we stick to the basics, like um, arranging shipment by sea or by air. Okay, okay. You have to get to know all these airline companies. Airlines, make shipping friends lines. with them. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> and the shipping companies. Yes. Do you also like go on what do you call it? Inzhou.、Um, yes. All. Um, What do they call that? It's like social dinners. Social you know? dinners, yeah. I、you、have、do. to constantly. Yeah, I have one tomorrow. Actually, had one yesterday.、Uh, there's、uh, many going on all week long. There are a lot of logistics companies in Taiwan. In Taiwan. Yes, there's I think over three thousand of them. So there's a lot of competition. A lot of competition, mostly because the、uh, world's two largest liners in the like top, you know, fifteen, twenty. Two of three of them are Taiwanese. Evergreen, I know. Yes, and then Yaming Line. Oh, okay. And Wanhai. By the way, so Jenna、mm-hmm. um, grew up here and studied. Even though you studied at a European school,、mm. but you're fluent in Chinese. Yes. Yeah. That's why、mm-hmm. you know we we were like stuck at some vocabulary and trying to figure out what the English was. So、um, you actually, when you go to these social dinners,、mm-hmm. you are communicating. I mean, you are having dinner with、yeah. Taiwanese shipping companies、yes. and warehouse companies or whatever,、mm-hmm. the big boss and all that kind of stuff.、Mm-hmm. So、sure. they must be amazed at the fact that you're a foreigner, but actually you're so fluent in Chinese. You know, sounding like a local. Yes, I get that all the time. Actually, when I'm on the phone with a lot of people, they don't know I'm a foreigner until they meet me. Right, right. That's happened. <laughs>、so, yeah. Well, that's happened to me. Yeah, well, maybe. To you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Now, how do you sell yourself? I don't have to actually. Well, what do you mean? Like, I mean, I just show、so、up. Competition, right? But I, if I just show up and say hi, and they're already interested. Because I'm something different. Like I told you, besi- in this industry, besides being a woman, that's already very rare.、Uh, I'm a foreigner, and there's not many、uh, logistics companies in Taiwan who hire foreigners. There's very few. Maybe、um, the foreign companies who have branches here, but many of the locals don't.、Mm-hmm. So if we were to look at uh, foreign uh, logistics companies, yes, the management level is probably、uh, from other countries who has been appointed here. But、oh. you don't see them all the time. You don't get to see them much. Uh-huh. Because you know they're they're always traveling or they're taking care of things not、mm-hmm. in the on on the field,、mm-hmm. yeah. But whereas I get involved more in the field, and that's probably because I have the la- I don't have a language barrier,、mm-hmm. so my company prefers me to go out there and get to know these people because that's my sale, that's my opportunity. Oh,、uh, okay. That's what makes me different to the rest of the companies. Right, but that's the social part.、Yep. But your actual job, you still go out there more. 
Yeah, instead of being on the phone or using computer yeah, and just out. you go out. I'm always traveling, actually. Sometimes okay. I have two to three trips back to back. Okay, you're not talking yeah. about abroad. I mean, abroad. you do go up abroad. abroad as well. Yeah. Okay, and within Taiwan, do you also go out there? Like you actually go to the docks? Yeah, I, <laughs> or well, I don't have to. Not necessarily. I don't have to unless okay. there's a crisis. Aha. Uh-huh. Or unless I have to make a deal with someone. Yeah. For example, um, with the with the dead ports, what we call depots. Oh, okay. That's where they uh, store the empty containers. Uh-huh. I go out there myself because I have to arrange a deal with the uh, container yard. Yeah. Company. Oh, that is so cool. Yeah, right. Yeah. It so. sounds really cool to us. <laughs> but if you do this every day, you probably really. Um, uh, not exhaust- nec- not every day. No. Not oh, okay. Not every, every day. day. Yeah. Right. If I can solve things over the phone and may- by mail, then sure. Right. Right. Yeah. Oh, that is so cool. Mm. Can you like run through like a day, one day at work? You know, Jenna's one day at work. What do you do? What What time do you get to the office? Uh, nine. Tell. Okay. <laughs> And then, like everybody else, what's the first so, thing you first do? First thing I do is drink coffee, of course. <laughs> <laughs> okay, after yes. the coffee. Uh, well, I look at emails. Uh, th- that's what we all have to do when we first get into the office. You have mm-hmm. to read your emails and you know get back to people on time. Especially since there's time difference, yeah. you need to update people. Right. Sometimes I'm straight into phone calls because I have to speak with people who are about to go to sleep but still can communicate with me. Uh huh. Yeah, like uh, people in the states at that time, it's maybe eight nine p.m. Yeah, so I can still get in touch with them if they have a question or I have to you know solve a problem for them or they have an inquiry. So basically, it's phone calls and emails until lunchtime. And then yes, and then um, over lunch, I get busy either going to the gym. Uh-huh. I squeeze in a right. workout. Okay, just you know to replenish your day. Yeah, because you need the energy after speaking so much. Oh, you know, true. some days I go home and I don't want to talk. talk to anybody at all. Mm. Yeah, yeah, just stay silent. Yeah. So yeah, at lunch either I'm at the gym working out or I spend that time on my social media. Okay. Uh, because uh, I have established the Women's in Logistics Club. And that's the very topic we're going to get to in the next episode. So do join me again as you hear Jenna Tata talk about this Women's Logistics Club. For in the spotlight, I'm Shirley Lin. Thank <laughs> you.